No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David's son, born to Bathsheba, becomes deathly ill, and David fasts and weeps, hoping to save their child. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Samuel chapter 12 on Simply the Bible. While at the pinnacle of success, David sinned against the Lord, committing adultery with Bathsheba and murdering her husband Uriah in an attempted cover-up. God had sent Nathan the prophet to confront David, and David confessed his sin. 2 Samuel 12:13 says, Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house. Now, later David would write Psalm 32 about this period of his life. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. David confessed his sin, and God forgave him. He would not die, which would have been the penalty under the law. But because David had given opportunity for the enemies of God to blaspheme him, the child that was born to Bathsheba would die. God would take him. David had thought that he covered up his evil actions, but the enemies of God knew what had happened. And they were saying, well, look at David. He's supposed to be a man of God, but look what he's done. Obviously, you can sin and get away with it but God will prove himself to be just in all that he does. He told Moses that he doesn't clear the guilty. In other words, there must be just consequences for sin. Now we live under the new covenant, and in Christ, God is reconciling the world to himself, not counting our trespasses against us. Christ suffered the just consequences of our sins in our place on the cross. Nevertheless, the law of sowing and reaping is still in effect. As with David, God forgives us the moment we confess our sins, and we won't perish. We won't lose our salvation. However, if we sow to the flesh, then we will reap corruption. God cannot be mocked and there are consequences to sin. God would prove through the death of David and Bathsheba's child that you can't sin and get away with it. Sin has a high price tag. Verse 15, 
And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground. But he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. David had tremendous confidence in God's mercy and in the power of prayer. So when his son became sick, he set himself to pray earnestly and to fast to see if God would relent from the judgment he pronounced. However, God's justice would not permit him to relent. There is divine healing. There is also divine sickness and divine judgment. No matter what David did, he could not change this course of events. I do believe in divine healing. I've seen it many times. But I don't believe that we order God. He still acts according to his will. I have seen people who have had faith, who have had many people praying for them in faith, but they get sicker and die. God is sovereign in these things, and we should not give people false expectations. We may not understand why God heals some and takes others, but that's simply the way it is. Verse 19, when David saw that his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and when he requested, they set food before him, and he ate. When David knew the child was gone, then he washed, anointed himself, and changed his clothes. He refreshed himself and moved forward. But what I love about David is that even though he suffered God's chastening hand of judgment, he worshiped the Lord. This is the beauty of David's character. This is why he's called a man after God's own heart. And his name is mentioned more in scripture than any other name. David was not a perfect man by any means. He was capable of very deep and grievous sin, but he took his licks and was not bitter against God. He worshiped the Lord and recognized God's righteousness in all these things. Concerning his sin with Bathsheba, he wrote in Psalm 51.4, Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. David knew that God must be blameless when he judges, and he humbled himself beneath God's mighty hand. That is the secret to David's success, even through failure. Then his servant said to him, What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, While the child was alive. I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me, that the child may live? 
but now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. David's servants understood people mourning and fasting after someone died. But now that the child was dead, David got up and ate, and they didn't understand. So David explained that there was nothing more he could do. Yet David also expresses his belief in life after death. He knew that he couldn't bring his son back to him, but he also knew that one day he would go to his son. Our children who die before the age of accountability, that is the age by which they are able to be accountable to God, they go to be with the Lord and we shall see them again. Then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went into her and lay with her. So she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. Now the Lord loved him, and he sent word by the hand of Nathan the prophet. So he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. David loved Bathsheba, recognizing the tremendous pain she was feeling in losing her child. David comforted her. He lay with her, and she became pregnant again and gave birth to a son whom David called Solomon. Now, Solomon means peace. Probably David named him this because after a long time of estrangement from God, brought about by his own sin, David now felt at peace with God. His sin he had confessed, and God forgave him. God had taken his first son by Bathsheba, but he graciously gave them a second son. There's nothing that compares to the perfect peace we have in a right relationship with God. Now, God sent Nathan once again to David, but this time it was with a word of encouragement. God was giving Solomon a new name, Jedidiah, which means beloved of the Lord. Oh, the amazing grace of God. Although David had committed sin with Bathsheba, God forgave him, cleansed him, and now blessed the fruit of this relationship. He is the God of second, third, fourth, and fifth chances. He justifies. The word justified means just as if I'd never sinned. God doesn't hold it against us. He chooses to remember our sins no more in Jesus Christ. When you pick up the pieces and say, I've sinned, God. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. God says, okay, let's go on from here. And he starts a new life. The old things pass away and everything becomes new. He heals the brokenhearted. He comforts those who mourn. He gives beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. Now, there would still be repercussions that David and his family would face. But God loved their son Solomon, and he would become the one to build the Lord's temple. Verse 26, Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the people of Ammon and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah, and I have taken the city's water supply. Now therefore, Gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called after my name. So David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah, fought against it, and took it. Then he took their king's crown from his head. Its weight was a talent of gold with precious stones, and it was set on David's head. 
also he brought out the spoil of the city in great abundance. And he brought out the people who were in it and put them to work with saws and iron picks and iron axes and made them cross over to the brickworks. So he did to all the cities of the people of Ammon. And David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. Joab and the army had been fighting against Rabbah when David had sent Uriah to his death on the battlefield. Now Joab took the city's water supply and it was only a matter of time before the city fell. Therefore David rejoined his army and took the city, placing the golden crown of this Ammonite king on his own head. He also made the people of Ammon his servants. Truly how blessed the person is whose transgression is covered and whose sin is forgiven. If you have been estranged from God because of sin and guilt, then know that you are only a confession away from receiving his forgiveness and blessedness. We can say this because God is so gracious. Now, I have sinned may be the hardest words to say, but they bring everlasting benefits when we offer them to God as our sincere confession. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David begins to reap what he has sown as sexual sin enters his own family. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.